0: This is the Converge podcast. We meet at 1030 every Sunday morning at Heritage Baptist Church in the chapel. This is a group that is geared towards those who are young adults who want to follow Jesus and live the gospel life wherever the journey takes them. i oh. Welcome to Converge, guys. We are glad that you're here. I hope you guys have had a great summer. I hope you're anticipating a fantastic fall. If you're returning, if you're back from after your summer, we've missed you, okay? Seth, can we pull the music down? We've missed you, and we're glad that you're back. And don't you love the tables? Yeah. Alright, I do too. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that you enjoy them. Hey, we're going to get started here with some announcements, but I wanted to personally welcome you to Converge. This is our young adult ministry for Heritage Baptist Church. We're thrilled that you're here. I know that a lot of you are probably you know, checking out churches. You'll be in and out over the next couple of weeks. We want you to know that we've got a, a vision for where we're going for this, uh, this year. We want you to be a part of it. There's lots of opportunities for you. I'll lay out a few things. In just a few minutes on, on what uh, we might be able to serve you with here at Heritage and specifically in Converge. But mostly, mostly, we want to go deep in God's word to grow in Christ and be equipped to do what God has asked us to do in this world. And so if that's something that you're interested in, then you're in a great place. This is what, that's what we're focused on. Um, Josh. Helps the lead Converge, he's going to give a couple of announcements, and then our worship team is here today, and we're excited about that, all right? To prep it later today, I want to hear from you guys about what God's been doing in you and through you this summer. So we're going to open up the mic to let you tell us your story a little bit, okay? So be ready for that if you want to start thinking how can I condense that into just a little nutshell, all right? Like two or three minutes, all right, Max? Uh, And we'll get that going later today. First of all, though, Josh.
1: Good morning. It wouldn't be, you know, the first Sunday of the semester without some minor technical difficulties. So I think I've covered them all so far. That's the fingers crossed. Um, But, yeah, so good to see all of you guys today. So good to see new faces, some faces that I haven't seen in a little while. I'm excited to hear updates from everybody. Um, A couple of things you should be aware of. September 5th. After the service in here, that's gonna be our big kickoff for the fall semester. So there's gonna be smoked pork, there's gonna be Hawaiian shaved ice, there's gonna be ax throwing. We've got gift cards to give away. We've got games and prizes. It's a great opportunity. If you've got a a friend that wants to come check us out for the first time, you know, not that they they should definitely come next week too, but uh, September 5th is kind of our, our planned launch for the fall semester. So just throwing that back on the calendar again, Make sure and be here if you can um, to get updates about what's going on in Converge. Reminders about things that are happening throughout the week, where things are going on. I would encourage you to text at HB Converge to eight one zero one zero. Me or Dave will send out a couple of texts a week just to remind people where small groups are happening, what things are coming up. You know, we, we've got a. Uh, well, let me let me go ahead and hit that. I'll come back to this one on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're continuing those small groups at 7 p.m. So there's a, a group that meets at the, the Sumi's house on Tuesdays at 7, and a group that meets at the Velez's house on Thursdays at 7. Whoa. And then for more information on that, if you have any questions, um, if you need the address, all of that info, the best way to get it is uh, to text at HB Converge to 81010, and then you'll get a reminder generally on the day that it's coming up and where it's gonna be. <clears throat> We also, um, tomorrow night, are planning to meet at my house from 7 to 8 p.m. just for an intentional time of prayer for the people of Afghanistan. There's so much turmoil over there right now. And uh, we know, we believe that prayer is a powerful thing and that prayer changes lives and changes hearts and changes people. And this is an opportunity that we have to get together and do our part, do what we can to help change the world for the better. <clears throat> so um, that's the plan is tomorrow night, Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Um, and I'll, I'll shoot out a, a text reminder about that one as well. But if you can be there, that's excellent. If you can't be there, you know, just try to take some time to, to pray for the people of Afghanistan. Um, In a few minutes, we're going to hear from the worship team. They're going to lead us in a few songs up here. If you're interested in being part of the worship team, uh, make sure and talk to Josh Velez or to AJ, who will be up here, and let them know that you're interested, get some more information from them. We would love to have you involved in that. For more information about things that are going on at Heritage in general, you can check out hbclinchburg.com slash hub. That's where they put... I'm not, sure, I'm not sure why this says HBC Lynchburg slash com slash hub, but that's, that's not right. It's definitely dot com slash hub. Um, that's the announcement that was out there on the main screen for everybody this morning. That's great. Anyway, um, if you're interested in knowing a little bit more about what's going on in Heritage or if you see something that's interesting that you want to be involved in, this is the best place to go to get more information or to sign up for these things. Like, for example, the fall disciple-making teams. So these are a 10 week intentional community of gathering together in prayer and uh, trying to going out into the the world and finding people to share the gospel with. So that is a, a 10 week focused time of doing that in a team. Um, and there's uh, an an hour of corporate prayer in there that everyone commits to, and there's just keeping each other accountable and and building each other up and learning how to do this properly and seeing people do this. You can emulate that and copy that and build off of that, and this is just for what practical disciple-making looks like in the w- real world today. That is the goal of these groups. So if you're interested in that, Nate is gonna be speaking next Sunday and he's gonna present a lot more information about that. But um, if you want more information on that now, if you wanna go ahead and say that you're interested for the, the, the kickoff of that next Sunday, you can go to hbclinchburg.com slash DMT for disciple making teams. Another big need at Heritage right now is help in children's ministry if uh, you're interested in that you can go to hbc kids they need volunteers for the nine o'clock hour they need volunteers for the 10 30 hour and uh, if you're interested in that you can give them your information and sign up to serve once a month or twice a month or you can just be on the list of hey we have uh, an emergency gap this morning and we need somebody and you can be on that emergency uh, text list for that one whatever availability you have there should be opportunities for you to be able to get involved there and actually on tuesday mornings for women's bible study they need people for that as well that's tuesdays from 9:15 to 11:15, and that one can be CSER hours or they'll uh they pay on tuesday mornings too so if uh, if you're free tuesday mornings and, and wanted to make a few dollars doing some child care here or you need those CSER hours um you can text heather cook or contact heather cook and her phone number is there as well so i'll leave that up for just another second That's all of the announcements that I've got for you today, so just in case you have any questions about anything else that I brought up, um, you're, of course, welcome to talk to me, talk to Dave, talk to anybody on the leadership team, but let me just put that text HB Converge at 81010 number up there one more time. So I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer, and I'll turn things over to the worship team, and they'll take it from here. Dear God, thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to just gather together as as believers, to gather together for the intentional purpose of growing deeper in you and learning more about you. I pray that you would uh, open our hearts and minds this morning. I pray that you would prepare us for this worship time. I pray that you would uh, give Dave your words to speak today, Lord, that we would hear from your spirit directly. Thank you for all that you are, Lord, and all that you do. And and thank you for all of the ways that you're going to move in Lynchburg this semester, Lord. Uh, In Jesus' name, amen.
2: You guys can all go ahead and stand up as we worship. Before I call, before I ever cry You answer me from where the thunder hide. I cannot run this heart I'm tethered to With every step I collide with you Like a tide away Crashing over rushing in to leave me here. Your love is fierce like a hurricane that I can't escape, tearing through the atmosphere. Your love is fierce. You cannot fail. The only thing i found is through it all. At every turn I come face to face with you Like a tidal wave Crashing over me Rushing in to leave me here Your love is fierce Like a hurricane that I can't escape Tearing through the atmosphere Chase me down. You seek me out. How can I be lost when you have called me found? You chase me down. You seek me out. How can I be lost when you have called me found? You chase me down. You seek me out. How can I be lost when you have called me foul? You chase me down, you seek me out. How can I be lost when you have called me foul? Like a tidal wave crashing over me, rushing in. A hurricane that I can't escape, tearing through the atmosphere. Your love is fierce. Your love is fierce.
3: Amen. So good to be back with you guys. This is amazing. Uh, We have such a privilege to yeah. Give it up. I feel as if we're so blessed to be able to, to meet in this room together and without fear of persecution. And, and there's people all around the world. We've heard this past week all the things going on in Afghanistan. It's just terrible just seeing what is going on. And um, I, just, I just think it's so important that we need to lift these people up in prayer. Uh, We need to pray to a God that that is faithful. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, the same God that delivered these people out of slavery is the same God that we serve today. The same God who raised Jesus from the dead is still actively working. And so I think we need to take a couple minutes and lift up these people who don't have the privilege that we have. And and pray that God will be working through the midst of this. So there are some prayer points here on the screen. So just pair up uh, with someone next to you. And take a couple minutes and just, these are some things that you could be praying for for these people during this time before we move on in worship. So take the next couple minutes to do that. right, uh, we're going to come together and pray. So let's let's bow our heads and pray together. Dear God, I'm so thankful for this morning. God, we so often take it, take for granted this amazing amazing privilege that we have to, to meet together freely and just praise your name. And so we first and foremost just thank you for this opportunity that we have. But right now, I just want to lift up Afghanistan, God, these people who are not so fortunate as we are, God. Uh, I just pray that first and foremost, you'd be with the believers there, God, that you'd uh, just give them comfort, God, through this difficult time. God, I pray that you give them the strength to be bold despite all of the persecution and and challenges that they might be facing. God, I pray that despite that, that they would continue to share your gospel and that that lives would continue to be changed there because of it. Uh, That they would be speaking the gospel to their enemies and that we'd even see some of them come to know you. Um, So I pray for, for just a miracle for these people, God. I pray for your protection. Uh, I pray that, that, that we would be trusting in you uh, despite everything that's going on. God, you are amazing. God, you're the same today, and so I pray that we would trust in what you're doing. And I just pray this in your name. Amen. You guys can stand as we continue to sing.
4: Forgiven, the King of Kings calls.
2: i really thank you for this amazing day that you've given us to come here and worship you freely without persecution. Just help us to not take that for granted and help us to do everything that we do for the glory and the honor of you. Just help us to, to, to be strong enough. Just give us the strength to do what your will has already prompted us to do. And in your name, amen.
0: Well, good morning again. We're super glad that you're here. We're, we're really glad to spend some time together um, as a group praying together. Uh, we we want to worship together. We won't do that maybe every week, but we'll have that every other week or so. And and the guys will be back on, uh, on September 5th when we have our kickoff Sunday for another time of, of worship together. One of the other things that we... Want to make sure we focus on is diving deep in God's Word, and so um, if you want to get your Bibles ready, um, we're going to revisit a passage that we saw this summer. So if you've been with us all summer, um, we're going to we're going to touch on it again. Uh, but you can find your way to 2 Corinthians chapter five. So all summer we um, we followed up our spring series through First Corinthians by going through Second Corinthians through the summer. Uh, if you weren't with us, um, this series was called Greater. And uh, what we focused on was the fact that, that Paul lays out in 2 Corinthians this vision of understanding life with a, a greater picture of, of what Christ intends for us rather than uh, what we tend to get distracted by in this world. And so we talked about a greater vision of generosity, we talked about a greater vision of relationships, and we talked about a greater understanding of what, um, what suffering really is and, and what our role in this world is. And so we're going to revisit one of those passages in 2 Corinthians, but the reason that I want to do that is because it really ties into who we are as a group, Converge. Um, we, we exist here as the young adult group at Heritage Baptist Church. To gather together, to grow together, and then to go from here. You see, what we understand is that for most of you, your time in Lynchburg is limited. At least that's how you see it now. You know, there's a trap around here sometimes that keeps people. But uh, what, you, what you intend now and what we agree with you on and, and really see for, uh, for your life is that, that God's got you here for a time and for a purpose. And that when that time and that purpose has been served, that you move from here and that you've got careers ahead of you and you've got relationships ahead of you and you've got, you've got the way that God is going to lay out your life um, ahead of you that, you know, we might have a glimpse of right now, but not a full picture by any means. So in the meantime, while we're here, that we want to, we want to grow together in fact, I, I laid this out a little bit, uh, a little bit more um, specifically. So we gather, we grow, we go, and and what that means is that we we gather together for the purpose of community. That that relationship is what the Christian life really thrives in, and we believe that that binding together in this kind of format to to grow together, then right to grow together in Christ is more efficient that, that our time in this short span that you're here uh, in Lynchburg and at Heritage and uh, in, in Converge, that our time is more efficient when we bind together and we sharpen each other and we call each other out and we raise each other up and we, uh, we go deep in God's word in order to grow in Christ so that when you leave here that you go to the nations in some form or another. Like Pastor Nathan was talking about this morning, the, the nations, in, in one sense, are coming to us right now. Right? When you specifically think of the Afghan people, that opportunities are going to be abundant in the lives of Afghan people in a way that have previously not been uh, available because of what's going on and so seizing those opportunities but for some of you it's going to be like joe and becky that you saw this morning if you were in the service that are are getting rid of their stuff and they are getting ready to move to another country in order to engage in gospel ministry in an environment that doesn't really welcome it and somewhere in there is the role that god has for you and that's deep down what we believe for you. And so with that, I want to go to 2 Corinthians 5 and revisit this passage where, where Paul gives us a greater understanding of, of your focus in life. Now, I, I love what a new semester brings. Okay, And I understand not, not everybody in here is going to school. Um, a bunch of people are. And, and a new semester is almost like uh, a New Year's Eve kind of mentality, right? You have new opportunities ahead of you. You have the chance to set new goals, walk away from last semester and achieve better this semester, or you know, maybe you're moving out of gen ed classes and you're moving into focused classes for your major and things are exciting, or, or maybe there's a relationship developing and so you've, you've got ambitions in that, kind of, in that kind of realm. And so this semester is laid out before you with opportunities. And so is your future laid out before you with opportunity. And we, we can kind of set our sights on things that are good, right? Maybe effective in the communities or societies that we find ourselves in, but may not be eternal. And what, what I deeply believe is that each of you has a calling on your life, if you're a follower of Jesus, to do more than just get a paycheck. Do more than just buy that house you're wishing for or that car. Do more than have that family that you've envisioned for yourself. Or do more than just graduate college. But that there's something greater that God has designed for you because You have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And Paul lays that out for us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So I want us to go there. Um, If you've got your Bible, we're going to actually focus on 2 Corinthians 5, verses 14 to 21. And I'm going to do it quickly because I promised that you could talk. All right? So anybody who knows me knows that that's a challenge. But I'm going to do this quickly so that you can can share with us. We, we really, especially those of you that left us in the spring with a vision of what God was going to do in and through you for this summer, we want to hear about it. And I've tracked with a few of you on, on how God's worked um, in your lives this summer, and and, uh, and I haven't shared your story, so you get to share your story. So we want to do that before we end today um, for at least, you know, two of you, if I give time for that. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 starts with this. For the love of Christ controls us. If you had to list out like the top maybe two or three things that you think have some control over you. Some of you it's you know this job that you can't shake or this relationship or or you know whatever right. I think a lot of us would struggle to honestly list that the love of Christ is what controls me, that drives me, that sets parameters in my life, that directs my focus, that moves me in a particular direction, that I that I'm going this place because of the love of Jesus. What it is for me and my love for him, his love for me and my love for him that That it's what drives me. I think a lot of us would probably struggle to actually honestly say that that's that's really the case. Here's what I long for us. Here's a quote by uh, Murray Harris that I shared um, when we went through this passage before, but it's such a challenge to me. It's one of those things that I'm not quite there, would love for this to be really true of me, and I would love for it to be true of you. This is what I long for us, that Christ's love is a compulsive force in the life of believers. A dominating power that effectively eradicates choice in that it leaves them no option but to live for God and Christ. That we're so consumed with and changed by the love of Jesus that it drives us to make the decisions, to make the plans that we're going to make. It's only the first phrase of this sentence, so let's keep reading. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this. That one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Jesus died for you so that you would live for him. And it's in this era where where you're able to kind of set your sights on what the future holds. It's got to be driven by, if you're a follower of Jesus, it's got to be driven by the fact that Jesus died for you so that you would live for him. Paul says, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. That there's a greater picture than just what, that what's delivered on the outside. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And for those who haven't yet, that we're, that we're called to go and reach to, then their new is yet to come, and we can help walk them through that transition from old to new. All of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself. And then, this is what drives us here in what we're talking about. Not only did he reconcile us, that would be great. But then he empowers us with the message of reconciliation. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. That you, because of being reconciled to Christ, you now have upon you this ministry of reconciliation. So whether you find yourself in the medical field or education or business or anywhere else, that below, that below that visible surface that you are looking for, that there's a foundation of calling upon your life to carry the message of reconciliation to others. Whoops. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God, making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. There's this grand exchange of my sin for Christ's righteousness. that then propels me into this ambassadorship on behalf of God to the world that I find myself in to carry this message of reconciliation that they too might be able to exchange the darkness of their sin for the grace of the blood of Jesus Christ and his righteousness. So no matter where you find yourself, whatever role, whatever location, that you're an ambassador all the time, everywhere, for Jesus Christ. And that's why, that's why we exist and that's why we do what we do. Is to together get deep into our minds that that's the calling upon our lives. And then to find the ways that practically see that laid out. Because we're not all going to be full-time ministers of the gospel. I, I mean, that's not, you know, as far as occupationally, vocationally, pastors and, and church leaders, right? I mean, this is, this, vocationally, that's not what you're all going to do. Some of you are. But you are going to find yourself in a role somewhere. In a home, taking care of kids. In a hospital room, caring for somebody who's on taking their last breath. You're going to be somewhere. And first and foremost, you get to carry the love and grace of the message of reconciliation to somebody who may not have heard so that all things that were old might become new and that they too can experience the reconciliation with their God, exchanging their sin for the righteousness of Christ. And some of you have gotten to participate in that even this summer. So we want to hear about it. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let some of you Come up and tell us what's been going on, whether that's intentionally you've you went and pursued that opportunity to share uh, share Christ in some context. Or maybe it's what God has done in you as you just walked through the summer and you're ready to turn over a new leaf or you're ready to make some changes or you're ready to just continue on pressing into Jesus Christ. But we want to hear about it. So one or two minutes. Come on up if you want to. Josh has a mic; he'll come to you. If you'd rather not come up, uh, Seth, can we get these mics active and ready? If people want to come up here, who wants to tell us something? Introduce yourself because there's lots of people who don't know you.
5: Hi, my name is Cameron, and I go to Liberty. Woohoo! Um, so this summer, I got to um, go to Camp Crestridge for girls, and it was so awesome. I got to counsel. And I got to counsel 12-year-old girls, my favorite age, and one of the coolest things I got to witness this summer was obviously, you know, bringing a lot of them to Christ, but specifically this one girl, um, she had a lot going on back home, and so um, we had this conversation, and she really understood, but she just did not know how to get saved, so we walked through that, and what she said to me, I'll never forget, she said, Cameron, I finally know that I'm not going to hell. And it blew me away, and we just cried together, and it was so awesome. So, Sister in Christ now.
0: Praise (laughs) the Lord. All right, who else has a story to share?
3: Yeah, so my name is Josh. Sorry, that's kind of loud. (laughs) Um, So, going into the summer, I was kind of, like, I knew the gospel, and obviously I grew up in church, and I mean, I've been saved for a while, but I was kind of always timid to share it and didn't really know how to do that practically. Um, So going into the summer, you know, wasn't really good at it at all, Um, but this summer just got some training and had so many opportunities to share the gospel and actually, like, share it boldly, which was really awesome. Um, So I just, this summer, just overall learned that I need to be sharing it more frequently, and uh, it was amazing. Got to see... Uh, three different people come to know Christ, so it's just amazing, Uh, the Lord really worked in my life, so, yeah.
5: Hey, y'all, so I'm Savannah, I go to Liberty, I'm from here, born and raised, so, um, I kind of shared a little bit about this at the Velez's house. I'm not going to share all of it because that would take a little while. (laughs) Um, But so basically, um, I've had a lot of people within my old church um, share false things to me. um, And that really just rocked my faith. Um, And this past year and summer, it's been quite the roller coaster. God just literally like scooping out all this gunk that has been just lies and stuff that people have told me um, about Jesus and has really, really ended up warping my view of God. Um, And um, this year I was, I went to uh, Hawaii um, for a missions trip for a month. And um, I literally like this year has been like on my knees, like crying out to God because, like, I can't see, <laughs> you know, I have this warped view, like, he, I, like, I've been b- just blindfolded, I can't, I haven't been able to see, and he's been slowly, like, bringing me through that, and so, like, I just want to be of encouragement before I share about Hawaii, like, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ, like, I want to be, like, just share that with all of y'all, like, I mean, this year has been literally, like, walking through hell, like honestly, I shared a little bit about that. It just has been one of the toughest years in my faith I've ever walked through. And when I thought that I was like just completely alone, like God kept on like picking up my head and showing me that I'm His daughter and that I am His. And so, for someone who doesn't come from a Christian household, that really is a super important thing for me to know that my Heavenly Father, um, you know, is there for me and stuff like that. And so. Anyways, but I've just been feeling really useless for Christ. um, But over the summer in Hawaii, um, I was actually at this place in Molokai, and um, there was this young man that was sitting there, he was 19, and he was going through uh, withdrawal from drugs. And um, he was sitting at this place that we were getting food at, and we started talking to him, and I sat down. and I started asking him about Christ, and he started sharing me about, like, this kid was 19, like, he's younger than I am, (laughs) like, it's just crazy, and I actually got to share the gospel with him, and we got his information, I gave it to the pastor there at the church, so, the lady at the place was actually yelling at us to leave the entire time, and, like, the Lord helped me, like, I didn't hear a word she said, like, we just kept on going, and so, woo, let's go Jesus, (laughs) so, that was pretty cool, (laughs) but yeah, so,
0: Crazy Good. I love it working in you and then enabling you to work in the life of somebody else it's perfect
6: hey guys my name is Anna I go to Liberty I'm a freshman this year and I'm from Alabama and I had the chance to oh, roll tide come on roll tide um sorry Auburn fans usually okay Story. Usually anytime you would say that in Alabama, like a war would break out between Alabama and Auburn. Anyway, just Bama things. So I had the chance to go to Ecuador um, with some family friends, ended up getting quarantined there. The night I was supposed to fly out of the airport, we got the wrong COVID test that day, had to go back into the airport, get my nose swabbed for like the seventh time in the past like month, absolutely awful. And then how to drive home from the airport the day I thought I was going to go back to my home. And um, just the Lord has been teaching me how to listen to him because a lot of prayers is just use pouring out your heart. But sometimes you just need to sit and listen to God's heart. And he uh, laid, I think it was Isaiah 43 on my heart that you are mine and I have called you by name. And just the peace that I felt absolutely surpassed all understanding. And it was just amazing. But while I was quarantined, that was definitely the reason why the Lord wanted me there. Uh, I worked for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes back at home, and we had sports camps all summer. So I was running around and just really burned out. And so the Lord just intentionally poured into me before coming to college and reminded me of what really matters. I read through Philippians, which is really ironic because Paul was— you know, in prison, and I was kind of quarantined to a house. So <laughs> I, I related in a new way in, on that level. Um, so he just reminded me that everything else is garbage compared to the infinite knowledge of knowing Christ. Um, and you just learned that in a new way, and it, it got me excited for this year. Um, and then while I was quarantined, I actually was the first one of the four of us that was quarantined that tested negative. So the missionary let me hang out with her. And I met a 19-year-old mom who was sexually abused by family members and had two babies and just living in absolute poverty. And that absolutely broke my heart um, and just gave me a new passion to use for the Lord. So,
0: yeah.
7: Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fisher, and I'm a senior at Liberty. i over on East. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 173. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, this summer, I was blessed with the opportunity to go to Nigeria. Uh, actually, at the last minute, I had, I had a lot of really great plans this summer. Uh, I had an internship that I was dead set on. I was five months into that process. And then at the last minute, in mid-March, they decided to go with a different applicant. And I was kind of shocked. Because I don't know if how many of you guys have done like internship processes and stuff, but mid-March is not when you want to be reapplying. <laughs> So I'm left in mid-March with absolutely no plans for the summer. And I was really kind of stunned. So I was talking with a couple of friends. I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? One of them's right there, Hunter Fretheim. He was like, you should talk to my parents and come to Nigeria. (laughs) So I did. (laughs) talked to his parents. They were like, we'd love to have you. Um, So I went through that process. And I was shocked. like everything lined up except for the finances and the visa. Uh, so I'm buying plane tickets that are like $1,500. I'm buying a visa that's $800. I'm buying uh, vaccines that are $900 and like everything keeps stacking up. And the visa also, like there was a last minute delay where they were like, actually you can't get a visa on arrival. You've got to get uh, like a visa through the normal process, which normally takes at least a couple weeks. This is pre-COVID times, Uh, but apparently most of the country had run out of visa stamps, of course. Uh, So I'm there two weeks before I fly out. I've got to buy a visa. I've got to, like, finance all of this because my bank account is shrinking rapidly. (laughs) And for some reason, well, I know now why, but the Lord was taking, was leaving all of this till the very last second. And so as I was stepping out, I was was unwilling to be stepping out, like, from the beginning, but as I'm stepping out on this branch. I'm going further and further out, and I'm like, good grief. I can't do this. I literally can't. Like, I can barely afford this. Uh, I don't even know if it's going to happen. If I don't get my visa, none of this is going to get refunded. So I'm just, like, praying every every third minute of the day that the <laughs> Lord's going to make this work out, because I couldn't have done it on, under my own power. So I, I send out my, all my documents, my passport, uh, my plane tickets to this visa company, and they're like, yeah, we'll try and get it back to you. Two days later, it arrives back with my visa, and this is like days before I fly out. Um, so really, this summer I learned two big things: one, that the Lord's plan is way bigger and way better than what you have and what, what I had, uh, and the second is that prayer is important and it's so crucial. Like I, I always knew that prayer was important, but it was one of those like things that was, first of all, an afterthought, and another thing I had to kick myself and be like, no, it really, it really is important. It really does stuff. It really does stuff. Well, this summer it, it was showing to me in a whole new way how important it is because I fully do not believe I would have been able to go to Nigeria and come back uh, in one piece at least if I had not been praying, but more importantly, if my community around me hadn't been praying. Uh, so a few, a few of you guys are in the room who have been praying for me, so thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so congratulations on making it to another year, guys. <laughs> really excited to be in this group with you.
0: Yeah. All of you, whether you realize it or not, you have a story of how God's working in your life. You might not feel comfortable in, in this large group setting to share that. And so one of the avenues that we have to go deeper in, in more community and in closer relationship is with our small groups. And so this week what I'm going to encourage our small groups to, to talk about is, um, is this. How have you seen God work this summer? Have you been, have you been attentive to what God's doing? Have you have you been looking for God being at work in your life this summer? And and so what's the story behind that? Um we'd love to hear what one goal you have for this year. Could be could be academic, could be spiritual, could be um relational. I don't know. I'm not gonna jump in that. But um, but you got what's one goal you've got for this summer? And in the in the Context of 2 Corinthians chapter five. How do you think God can use you as His ambassador? And I'll give you one little clue to this: is that your image of how God can use you as His ambassador is probably too small right now. And so we want to be thinking in God's size terms. Like how does He how does He want to use you as His ambassador? So uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking through that this uh, this week. We, this fall, are going to dive into a study about our identity in Christ. We're going to camp out in one chapter of Scripture all fall. Now, that's a big change from where we were the last two semesters. We went through two books so far this year. We're going to camp out in one chapter. We're going to camp out in Romans chapter 8. Yep. We're going to, we're going to stay there all semester. We're going to, we're going to try to immerse ourselves In our identity in Christ, if you were around um, Heritage last week, Pastor Nathan, he did a survey through the New Testament and he he stopped for a second on Romans chapter 8 at one point and said that he had labeled 41 different identities that we have in God just from Romans chapter 8. I'm not sure we'll hit all 41 that he has, but we are going to try to steal his list. So (laughs) Isaiah is hard at work at that right now. Um, but we are going to we're going to immerse ourselves in our identity in Christ because I am convinced that for us to effectively move from here representing Christ we want to be rooted deeply in our identity in Christ. So that's where we're going to be this uh, this fall. I hope that you'll join us. Uh, we'll start that uh, next week and and then all in on September fifth uh, with the first verse of Romans chapter eight also join us for a luau, right? So um, Hawaiian shave ice food truck coming. We've got pulled pork and everything else to go with it. And we're excited. We're excited for what God's doing. Uh, We got lots to um, unveil for you on September the 5th. uh, So I encourage you to be back then. I do have to make one little caveat on where we're going. I love these tables, but frankly, you know what? We're probably going to have rows for the next couple of weeks because do you see how awesome this crowd is today? Um, we had seats at the tables for 140, and we counted 162 people in the room. So um, we are we're thrilled that you're here. We're gonna go. We're gonna build relationships. We're gonna go deep in God's word, and we're gonna reach out to our community now because it's not worth waiting for when you finish. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna actually be active uh, now. I hope that you'll join us. Let me pray for you, and then we'll be we'll be done for today. Father, thank you for uh, for what you are developing in each of the lives in this room and father as we even put the question what's your story up on the on the screen what we have to admit is that the story is not done and that you are at work that you have started something and that you will be faithful to complete the work that is being done in our lives and so as we as we pursue becoming more like jesus Father, I pray that you would um, root us deep in our identity in Christ because of the reconciliation that you've offered because of his blood shed on our behalf. Father, I pray your blessing on these students, these, uh, these employees that are going from this place this week to engage in class and workplaces. Father, I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would grow them. I pray that you would engage them in gospel ministry right now as they converse with the people that they uh, mingle with in normal everyday life, that the name of Christ would be on their lips. We love you. In Jesus' name.
8: Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you would like to get plugged into a small group, just text
4: HBConverge to 81010 and you will get the text reminders
0: for all the small groups. If you have any questions, just respond to one of those text reminders and it will go to our leadership team and they will be able to respond to you directly.